What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 414 Deli. It's your boy, Cisco, as always, with your boy, Ryan. What up? What's going on? Special Happy guests. Saturday, bro. Happy Saturday. My bad. I was so eager to get into the special guest. Uh, I don't want to wait too long to, to introduce Mr. Bear Claws joining us today. What up, y'all? Happy Saturday. Happy what Saturday. up? Happy Saturday. Happy, Happy Saturday. Happy playoffs. Yeah, y'all yeah. dealing with how much snow y'all got? Because I'm out here I think in like Florida. It's got to be over a foot. I it's definitely got a foot. We definitely got a foot of snow in Greenfield, 100%. Dude. My shoulder definitely will tell you we got. <laughs> you had to shovel all morning, huh? Dude, my snowblower, I was telling Cisco earlier, I said my snowblower that I have is a real big snowblower. It's old, it's big. But this heavy, wet shit, you're just pushing the 300-pound snowblower around. It's not, you know, it's not picking up the snow. So, you know, unfortunately, you know, my old ass got to get out there and shovel. And I got a big driveway, so I'm, it's rough. Bro, you want to hear something that's crazy? So, my landlord is so picky about, like, the yard and the driveway and all that. Like, like seriously, so picky about it. That they put it in the lease that they'll take care of all of that stuff for us, but I feel like shit because dog is like seventy one years old out there shoveling, and I'm in here like, oh, okay, cool, man. I guess it's included in my rent. People are like this lazy motherfucker watching this seventy year old guy. <laughs> shout out to the landlord. Nah, man, no shout out to him, bro. Anyways, we don't have so we got a pretty exciting episode today, and that's why y'all getting this uh, this Saturday morning treat, if you will. Yeah, NFL wild card weekend, man. Playoffs. So someone I was playoffs. So someone I talked to yesterday, I don't remember who it was, so I apologize if they listened to the pod, but it was someone at work I think said like this is their favorite weekend of sports of the whole year, and I. I can't disagree with them completely, but I think March Madness. Bro, I was going to say March Madness is way... Because you still have NBA. NBA, first week in NBA sucks. No, I'm saying you still have NBA in March. You still have March Madness. So I think March Madness competes with it, but I do agree that usually Wild Card Weekend's a pretty high, pretty good one. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. Guess, I mean... I, Wild Card Weekend is... A football fan. Wildcard weekend, especially if especially most if of the your, time, especially if your team is in it. If your team is in it, yeah. You don't know if the Packers weren't in it last year. How were we about wildcard weekend? We're like, eh, you know. I don't even. But now our team's in yeah, it. I was going to say, I don't remember watching Yeah, so we're going to break down wildcard weekend. We got. We're going to break down every game. Obviously, we're going to spend a little extra time on the pack. Because the pack is back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so. Shout out Yo, to Jair. Jair is a fool, man. Jair is a fool. So, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we'll, we'll go through the game according to schedule uh, with the exception of the Packer game, because we're obviously Packer fans. So we're going to move that to the end. Um, so yeah. So I, without further ado, should I just get started here? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Russell Wilson. Shout out. Um, first game today, uh, we got the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans, uh, whether or not a factor, uh, some key injuries I'll put out there, uh, Cleveland, their, uh, kicker, he's been out for a few weeks, but he's still out, uh, Dustin Hopkins, uh, which is to me is a big deal because he's uh, been one of the top kickers this year. 
Um, their safety, Grant Delpit, is out. And they do have two uh, of their cornerbacks are questionable. I didn't list the names. I just thought it's more significant because it's um, the number of that position. Uh, then for Houston, uh, their, their uh, big DN, Jerry Hughes, is out. Um, and four of their D linemen are questionable. And I just felt that that was uh, pretty significant because you're talking about the rotation of a, you know, one of the three parts of your defense there. But, um, yeah, you know, Matt, what do you think? What is your prediction? Uh, my prediction is that Cleveland wins today. But and I just – I just, bro, my, I wrote down Joe Knows. Joe knows Joe Flacco, man. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Joe came in to be the starter for Cleveland. They have been absolutely like dominant. It's been kind of been kind of scary, and I just feel like you know Houston's young. You know, I feel like I feel like they're gonna turn over the ball. It's the playoffs. I feel like the young kids gonna turn it over at least once. You know, and Cleveland runs the ball really well. And you mentioned the injuries to Houston. I just feel like Cleveland's gonna control the game. Yeah, I mean, so for me, I kind of thinking about those things, right, and, and listening to how, like, your perspective, it, like, almost makes me think, like, oh, man, you you know, the, the running game, like you said, with the D-line being as uh, as banged up as it is for, for Houston. Um, and Flacco, yeah, Flacco's been super efficient. He's, you know, he makes you think, man, if they had uh, Nick Chubb, you know, how would they be looking right now? But um, I think the Texans are going to surprise and pull it off. And um, I even wrote down scores as a prediction. I have a 27-23. Um, and I think for, for them, it's going to be the opposite. I think Flacco's going to turn the ball over. Um, and I think Stroud's going to be the X factor. He's going to show uh, – one, he's going to show what he's been showing all year. I mean, he's been very good. I mean, really good this year. But uh, I also think he's going to show Carolina that they made a huge mistake in not drafting him <laughs> and taking Bryce Young. So um, that's how I have it. Nice. I think Stroud is the X factor of the game. Solid. Yeah, if, if for me, this one's probably the most difficult out of all the games to without. I mean, taking my emotion out of the Packer one, but <clears throat> this one's the most difficult for me because Cleveland's defense is uh, is good. Is good. It's elite. This is yeah. an elite defense, and, and you have a rookie quarterback. Is the stakes going to be too high? I never was really big on C.J. Stroud. He has had a good year. And then you have Joe Flacco that either you're on Matt's side, on Claw's side, or you're on Cisco's side. And I'm on the fence, but I'm going to throw some stats out here about Joe Flacco that I think are extremely alarming. Has he played well? Yes. But in five games, he's thrown eight interceptions and he's fumbled four times. That's four, 12 turnovers in the course of five games. And to me, that is extremely alarming. On the road, you go down, Flacco might start pressing. He has the – he has the uh, – he's shown that he's, he he's going to turn the ball over. And on the other side, 15 games for C.J. Stroud, five interceptions, eight fumbles. I don't know how many of those eight fumbles he lost, but still, the intercept, he has less interceptions and triple the amount of games as Joe Flacco. So he, he's good at taking care of the ball. Yeah. So I think this game is going to be close because of the de- – like I think it's going to be difficult for the Texans to score. There's going to be 
three and outs, I think there's going to be less turnovers on the Texans side. And I think ultimately the Texans win because they're at home and Cleveland is going to, in my opinion, is going to turn the ball over and they're going to give the Texans a short field. And that's, that's going to be where the Texans kind of strike. So I also have the Texans. I think it's close. I think it's like a 17, 14 type game. And that kicker being out, like you said, for Cleveland is huge. They didn't sign a kicker? Did they not sign a kicker? I mean, I'm sure they signed one, but the goddamn playoffs. You need a kicker. Dustin Dustin Hopkins is, I think he was uh, at one point the top scoring kicker in the league. I I had him in fantasy. That's how I know this. Um, So when he went out, that kind of sucked for me. I mean, he was fantasy wise getting. Uh, double digit points every time, which means you know what I mean. He was being efficient kicking field. But you bring in a kicker in for the playoffs, where it's going to be a hype atmosphere. The Texans are not supposed to be here, right? So like, yeah. I, I I have the Texans, but it's close. This one for me could have went either way because you could also have a Joe Flacco that comes in and throws for four hundred and five touchdowns. Well, <laughs> like I don't think. Well, my, my I was gonna I was gonna go back to what you mentioned about Joe turning it over. I said. I, I just don't feel like the ball is going to be in Joe's hands that much today. I feel like it's going to be a, a Joe back on Baltimore game where he's just managing the game because his defense and his run game is so good that they they don't need him to do much. It's it's possible, but if it ends up being a game where Flacco needs to make a play, I have less faith in Flacco making a play than turning the ball over. Yeah, because the Texans can put up points. I mean, they're a pretty dynamic. Damn, bro, you shouldn't know the Super Bowl champ. Hey, man. Every dog has its day. Uh, funny, Real. before we move on to the next game, funny stat that I saw about that, about the Browns-Texans game. These are the two most penalized teams in the league playing each other. So oh, I, don't think that, I don't think that changes anything. I just thought it was funny. But So uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to finish with this, this uh, Matt, just to kind of a counterpoint. The Cleveland Browns give up the least amount of yards per game, but they're still middle of the pack for points per game allowed. So they don't. They're very. They don't break. They don't really give up a ton of yards, but they're still giving up to almost twenty-two points a game, and well, that's, that's, that's actually the, more than the Texans. That's probably tied to the fact that you brought up the, the all the turnovers. Yeah, but if you Steel give position, you give you know? a team short field with weapons, that's very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it is, but I mean, like you said, like I mean, they they're giving overs and not a lot of points. So, I mean, it's pretty pretty stout. All right, Cisco, what we got next? All right, the next game we got today, uh, Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, The weather there, negative temps in in terms of like negative 30, I think I saw, is is the feel. Um, And that's cold as fuck, man. Key key injuries, too. Uh, So for Miami, uh, star cornerback Xavier Howard is out. Uh, They lost Bradley Chubb uh, out for the season. Um, Mostert and Waddle are both questionable, and they also have uh, their three other of their linebackers are on IR. Uh, I think two got put on IR um, uh, with Chubb, um, so that's that's a pretty significant. And then for Kansas City, the only major injury I saw for them was that McKinnon was put on IR, but uh, with the way Pacheco has has been going, I, I don't know if that's a huge deal. Um, so Matt, they're probably know. hoping Tony was put on IR. Sure. <laughs> no, he's he's questionable, but I don't think he's as uh Yeah, he's as, questionable. I mean, he's not right. an X factor. But... Yeah, his hands are questionable. Yeah, yeah that's okay. why he's not that's why to me he's not a key injury. <laughs> All right. Hey, so... He needs to be a key 
y'all are wild. So for for this game, I wrote down a couple things. I I think Kansas City wins pretty handedly today because I wrote down two names for Kansas City. The first name I wrote down is Pacheco. Their run game is different when he's in there. Yeah, Kansas City plays you know on prime time a lot. You know you get a lot of you get to watch Kansas City play a lot, so you see things. You know what I mean? Pacheco's a beast. It's cold. You're gonna want to run the ball. And then I wrote down Chris Jones. Monster. I just don't think I, I just don't see Miami them coming up from Miami and playing in this weather. I just don't see it, bro. How efficient are wide receivers gonna be like I don't know. Yeah. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna, it's gonna be rough for Miami. I got Kansas City winning by ten plus. I wrote ten plus down here. Uh you got what's your X factor of the game? What what do you you think it's it's I Pacheco? Think, is that what you Yeah, think? I was going to say. If yeah, I Pacheco, Pacheco and yeah. Kansas City's for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I also have the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, I have it like a 17 or 13. Um, and that's that's tied to the fact that my X factor this game is going to be the weather. Um, you know, with first, the, the one, the major glaring issue for me in this matchup is the Dolphins' defense being so, so banged up. And not even banged up where guys are questionable, banged up where guys are out. I mean, their star linebacker is out. Their star cornerback is out. The other three linebackers, including um, Van Ginkle, who has played very, very well for them uh, and come up with big plays, he's also on that IR list and out. So I just I think that when you have a, a game with the weather like this, the, the such cold temps, um, Kansas City is definitely going to lean on their run game. I, I back Matt with that because of the fact that we we're joking about Kadarius Tony. Uh, I don't know if anybody's listening has ever tried to catch a ball playing football outside in that kind of weather. That's the fucking hard weather to catch a ball in. Your fucking hands are cold. Uh, so I think they're going to run the ball a lot because let's let's be honest. Between Tony, MVS, Chiefs got a lot of guys dropping the ball. Uh, you know, Kelsey's probably going to have a, a decent game because I feel like the middle of the field will be open. But ultimately, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to control the clock. And with the defense th- uh, that Miami's dealing with, th- those issues, I don't think they're going to really be able to get that many stops. And then on the other side, again, the weather, I don't know how dynamic, you know, Tyreek Hill and, and that comes into play. Moster being banged up. I mean, obviously, A-Chain is an awesome running back as a, as a rookie. So you would have to hope that – they would have to hope that their run game could keep up with Kansas City. But because of the defense, I don't think they do it. But ultimately, it's the weather for me that, that gives the Chiefs the advantage. Yeah, I think you guys both hit on extremely important, uh, I guess, points for this game. The weather is going to be – an issue and, and this is why we've we've lived this weather right we were at the game in this, this weather, weather bro we were at the game in this weather and here's the thing about this weather is you can be a hundred percent healthy in this weather and everything still hurts yeah everything like your knees your ankles your elbows your shoulders your neck everything hurts because it just your toes your everything and I want to go back to something Cisco brought up about the skill positions that are going to play today for the Dolphins that are injured. And one name you didn't bring up, you brought him up, but not in this vein, is for me, is Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddell has an injury. 
that injury is going to be extremely exacerbated in this weather. Yeah. Whatever the what did you say his injury was? I, I think I missed it. No, I did, I just said him. Oh, do you know what it is? No, I think I think it's leg, like a lower body. So whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's muscular or uh, ligament or, or like a joint. It's going to fucking hurt, like much worse. Yeah. And Tyreek Hill three weeks ago, I believe, sprained his ankle pretty damn bad. Wild injuries and ankle injury. Yeah, so both of them are dealing with ankles. Those things are going to, like, the pain level at at that spot in their body is going to be extreme in this weather. Hill wasn't listed on the injury list, though. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I know, like, that's you make a good point, but as soon as he steps out there in negative 30-degree weather, that ankle's going to hurt. There's no doubt about it. Um, So that's where... It's the injuries along with the weather, why I'm picking the Chiefs. I do see this being a game that the Chiefs are going to have to control the run uh, because you make a good point. Like, I watched a show yesterday that James Jones was on. And uh, if you guys remember, I know you guys remember, but anyone listening remembers, James Jones played in 2007 NFC Championship game with Brett Favre when it was negative 22 degrees or 24 degrees. And we ended up losing that game. But he said one of the first plays of the game, uh, Favre threw him a fastball and he felt like it was catching like a boulder and his hands hurt for like minutes to the point where they came to the huddle at one point and he called a play and James said something and he laughed about it. But he said something like, Just don't please don't throw me the ball. <laughs> like he didn't want to catch the ball because it, it hurt so, cold, so bad yeah. because it was so cold. So with all that, MVS is probably going to have some drops. Tony might not even see the field. Kelsey's going to have to be, have a big game. So that's my X factor in order for the chiefs to win decidedly. Kelsey's going to have to have a, have a decent game because they can't become one dimensional. So I have the chiefs probably by two scores as well, but, uh, and then Miami coming, you know, the dolphins coming from Miami, nobody Nobody plays well in negative 30-degree weather. Nobody wants to play in negative 30-degree weather, and no one's prepared to play that. But you're coming from South Florida where it's probably 75 degrees out. Yeah. So I got the Chiefs as well. Weather is a huge factor. Injury is a huge factor. All right. The, the next – that's. Uh, let me – I want to say one sweep, last right? thing about – Oh, sweep, right? We all went Chiefs? Sweep. It, yes, we did. But I want to say one thing that we didn't bring up. Fuck the NFL and their money, fucking greedy asshole. Like, oh. why is this game? Why is there a playoff game on Peacock? Can you? Oh, this like, is the Peacock game. This is the Peacock game. So, thirty uh, percent of the fucking population is gonna be. It's either Peacock or NFL Plus, and you have to pay eighty dollars a year for eighty for NFL Plus, and you can't watch NFL Plus on a TV. So, like, why? Like, are yeah. you that worried about money that you have to put it on something? Like, I, I'm I'm super upset about that. Just pay fifty yeah. bucks Anyways. for one of these fire sticks, bro. Yeah, but you still <laughs> have to pay for Peacock. Nah, Peacock yeah. is a paid streaming service. Yeah, nope. you gotta pay for it. I have Not it. You know, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I can't edit. Your boy hit me on the message board. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, that's the, I, I, I don't understand it. And even, um, yeah, I, you know, just just it, the, the, the peacock thing. I was talking the last time I was in town, and, and I was at the 
straight shots at the bar down the corner uh, where my mom lives. Um, I was talking to the owner, and he was saying, because um, they were starting those Peacock games, and he said that the shittiest part about that for for bars and for sports bars and things like that is that you're only allowed to put it on one TV in your establishment because you can't have you can't have multiple TVs with Peacock on it streaming the same thing. Yeah, it's stupid. And he was it's saying just... that it, you know, it's it's similar to it's like similar to why most bars don't get like pay-per-view boxing or UFC because they charge you per person. Like if you can hold 300 people in your establishment, you got to pay the pay-per-view fee times that amount in order to be able to show it. And it's just like crazy ridiculous. And he's like, I don't get it because like it, it cool. You know, it could be a game that you really want to watch and you can only put it on one TV in your establishment. And you know what I mean? Most of these establishments, it's not like they have 70 inch TV, like eight, eight, 70 inch TVs everywhere, you know, yeah. are smaller. So yeah, it's really stupid. I don't, I don't, it's just but like you shit. telling me you don't have enough money NFL that you have to do this exclusive fucking thing. Like you can't also put it on ESPN or you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, put it on Peacock. I don't give a shit, but also give the, give people an option. Like if this was the Packer game, I'd be so fucking pissed off. Like, yeah, I have yeah. NFL plus, but that means I have to watch it on my iPad. Like that's yeah. some dumb shit. When I, and like the, the, the thing is too, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, your viewership is going to go down. Like you said, 30% of the population is not going to want be able to watch it. Like, why would that, like, how does that even make money? Did, does Peacock pay you so much money where you're cool losing viewership? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's That's interesting, man. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, um, uh, I don't it's, know. That's silly. dude. I don't it's think silly. you should have put, I don't think you should have put Patrick Mahomes on Peacock though. Like, don't you want, doesn't the world want to watch Patrick Mahomes? Like, Honestly, that's what I think. I think should have been a damn, should have been the Cleveland versus Houston game should have been on Peacock. I, here's what I'm gonna say to that, Matt. What they're I think what they're banking on, and this was this was done tactfully the from Swifties? the NFL. No, yeah, people now the going Swift. to now going to Swifties. sign a twelve, but they're gonna sign a twelve month membership just to watch this fucking game. There are more people that are gonna sign up for Peacock. More people signed up for Peacock in the last forty eight <laughs> hours than did than. I guarantee you. I don't know the stats. No, but if would, they ever I come out, bet, dude, I would bet. I would bet you're a hundred percent, thousand percent right about that. And if you put the Cleveland Browns against the bum ass, both both those teams are bums. Let's be honest. But if you put that game on it, five percent of people sign up for Peacock. They yeah. wait. Those signups probably went up. If I can find it before this pod ends, I'll I'll say it. But well, that's why they put that game on it because the NFL and Peacock are in a collaboration. That it's all about the money, but yeah, I hope that I hope this shit falls flat on its face for them today, and they never do it again. That's what I'm hoping. I do too, man, because yeah. it's bullshit. It, it's yeah. next thing you know, we're gonna have fucking the Super Bowl. Bro, I used to just get the bunny ears out and watch everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's up? We've come a long way, bro. We've come a long way. But uh, all right, so the the mm-hmm. night game. Um, we have the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the weather there is uh, below freezing temps, light snow, uh, with 50 mile per hour wind gusts. Um, key injuries, uh, Pittsburgh, obviously TJ Watts out. Um, one of their safeties is out. I didn't, I forgot the name Thompson. Um, 
that was pretty much it for major injuries for them. For Buffalo, uh, Gabe Davis, receiver, uh, Taylor Rapp, the safety, they're both out. Uh, Rasul Douglas is listed as questionable. Um, and that's that was pretty much all they had there. Uh, crazy, I mean, the Steelers being in the playoffs, right? I just want to say this before we get started on, on our predictions, but like, who the fuck would have thought that? The Steelers? Yeah. Ah, uh, no one. Without Kenny Pickett in, too. I mean, Without... talk, I mean, I, I remember seeing articles talking about it's Tom, Tomlin's time is up and time to move on from Tomlin, and then all of a sudden, and I know that some dominoes fell for them to get in, but I mean, just Jacksonville losing that was it. That, but I mean, like through like the last couple weeks, like certain oh, like, I got people you, started I got losing you. and stuff, and they they yeah. were putting and and I I the thing I was paying attention to that um kind of has stood out to me is just how much more dynamic the offense is looking. And I had George Pickens on my fantasy team and I dropped him in midway through the fantasy season. Cause I'm like, he's not doing much. Like they're not getting him the ball consistently, but now they seem to be getting him the ball consistently. I mean, obviously the run game is big for them, but, uh, but yeah, I won't get Matt. I'll let you go and give your <laughs> That's all good. All good. All good. Um, Dude, I got – oh, man, this is uh, – I feel like this is my upset of the weekend. I feel like I got I got Pitt winning this game. And I, my X factor in this game is Coach Tomlin, bro. Coach Tomlin. I believe in it. I just feel like he prepares, he prepares his team different. You know what I mean? He's always – his team's always prepared, always ready. Always, bro. And I mean – I'm not, not saying wrong. they're gonna dog walk Buffalo. I just feel like it's gonna come down to the end, and I just, I just don't feel like Josh Allen is that guy. That's just my opinion. I know they grabbed up Fournette. The Bills grabbed up Fournette, which Fournette will be today with the weather. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. that that cook that cook guy. He ain't a he ain't a ground and pound kid. He's more like a, a Kamara type guy. You know, but I just I don't know. I just I like Pitt. I like Pitt in a three-point game. I got them plus three. I feel like it's going to come down to the end. Pitt's going to win with a field goal at the end. All right. Wow. That's. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty big upset. I think, even though the Bills it's the biggest kinda, upset of the weekend. Yeah, it, it, it's which is crazy because the Bills won their 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 division, right? But a couple weeks ago, it was looking like they might not even make the playoffs, but they got on a roll. Um, so that's definitely to me is a is a big. That's a that's a big uh, upset, but I got the Bills winning, um, and my X factor is Josh Allen, and not it's with, with the weather. It's not going to be his arm; it's going to be his legs. And I think that um, I don't think Mason Rudolph. Uh, yeah, they've been playing well. Tomlin has prepared them. I'll give that to you. The run game has been crazy good. Harris has been a lot more productive uh, in the last few weeks. And again, like I was talking about George Pickens. They're getting him involved. They got but, that other kid too. Since they Who's fired, since they back? fired that uh, offensive Dale coordinator. Warren. Her shit's been cooking. Yeah, Warren, the speed yeah, guy. Warren. Yeah, their their run game has been great. But <clears throat> Warren has been good. He's been pretty pretty solid all season. Harris was the one that was kind of lacking, but he's picked it up lately. And as much as I think like that, I'm talking about them. You know, like wow, they you know they've been on a roll. I don't think Rudolph is going to be the guy that you know is going to be able to manage because. This is a different team. This this Bills team has been playing 
a lot different lately, right? Uh, they've been looking more like the true Buffalo. And even though Josh Allen does have a lot of turnovers, he's had turnovers his whole career. That's been his thing. And they still look really solid. And I think they're kind of getting back into that. They're on a roll. But TJ Watt being out is going to be big. I mean, that's – and I know that, that Pittsburgh has – they always tend to have, a you know, like a stout defense, right, like a, like a grinding defense. Um, I just think that I, I don't I don't think that they're going to be able to match the Bills. Um, but the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, eh, I'm not as confident as I was. I had it like a 28-16 uh, type of deal, um, although I didn't take into account the 50-mile-per-hour wind gusts. Um, that's, that's a pretty big deal. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I have the Bills winning this one, and Josh Allen's uh, legs are the X factor for me. So you mentioned both. I have an X factor on each side. And you mentioned both of my X factors, but in different terms. Uh, so for the Steelers, the biggest X factor for me is J.J. Watt being out. Like the, the biggest X factor TJ. for me, sorry, T.J. Watt being out, is the is a guy who's not playing because I think their defense is extremely different without him. You can yeah. shade to Highsmith's side because really the rest of that defensive line isn't – when T.J.'s there, the game is so much different for, for Pittsburgh. And on the other side – it's Josh Allen, but not for his arm and not for his legs in a positive way. It's the negative. If Josh Allen can stop this fucking I turn the ball over as much as I do bullshit because at the end of the day, he turns the ball over more than any quarterback in the entire NFL. 18 interceptions this year in 17 games and seven fumbles. The dude just turns the ball over. If he can – if he can protect the ball today, then the Bills win. If he if he gets into the Josh Allen that's throwing interceptions and fumbling, the Steelers can can beat this team, and they they shouldn't be. Like theoretically, this game should not be close. Backup quarterback, the the best defensive player on the team being out. Josh Allen, uh, the Bills rolling coming in, no major injuries. Like, this shouldn't be a close game. But Matt brings up a good point. You're going to play a Steelers team that is always prepared and always fights because they have a coach who, in my opinion, is probably a top two coach in the NFL. So I have the Bills handily. I think they're going to cover the, the nine because I just don't know if the Steelers have enough from a defensive perspective. Um, but if Josh Allen starts turning that ball over early, this game is going to get ugly real quick for the Buffalo Bills because you can't throw the ball in 50 mile per hour wins productively. Yeah. Well, that, I so, think that, that, that impacts the Steelers more too, right? So if the Bills can stop the run, then is Mason Rudolph going to be able to get you the ball down the yeah. field? I, I don't think so, yeah, but if I they have short, so. if they have short fields because that Josh Allen is it, not yeah. taking care of the ball, it completely changes the landscape yeah. of the game. Well, and we, I mentioned in my thing, I mentioned the three point win, but you guys mentioned fifty mile an hour gusts. How many fucking field goals are they even going to be able to kick? Yeah, I didn't uh, think about yeah. it, man. Like, if you got a cross, if you got a, if you got a crosswind, bro, left to right, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, if it's you got pretty it, much, it does, it's wild. Well, it doesn't matter. The I mean, at that point, getting the ball or deferring or getting the ball for the coin toss doesn't, it, in my opinion, takes a back seat to going with the wind in the fourth quarter. Hundred yeah. percent. 
Because if 100%. you're going against a 50 mile hour per wind in the fourth quarter, you're not kicking a field goal that's longer than 25 yards. Yeah, and then you if, you got the, you know, if you're with the wind, you can kick a 60 yarder. Yeah, you can. Yeah, well, Justin Tucker <laughs> kick a seven, a 90 yarder, but yeah, yeah. All right, Matt. What do we got? I got the Bills. I got them covering. That is 100% contingent upon that turnover monster. Hey, this yeah, game's Josh tomorrow Allen. at noon, though, right? No, this is the night game tonight, isn't it? No, 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 no. no. That's tomorrow. No. Oh, no, you're right. The night right, game right, tonight right. is the Chiefs. This is the Chiefs game. My bad. Yep. My bad. Tomorrow at noon. So it's not going to be as cold. It says 22 degrees, but there's possible snow and then heavy winds. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, the the uh, so wait, oh yeah 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 next Rams game we're gonna lines. So, yeah the next game is really the Packers Cowboys we're gonna talk about that last. Uh, so next we got Rams at the Lions. Uh, weather not a factor because it's in Detroit. Uh, key injuries for the Rams: we got um, linebacker uh, Readers. Um, he's questionable. Uh, their safety Fuller is questionable. Their tight end uh, Higby is questionable. But that's pretty much um, that's it for them. And then on the Detroit side, uh, Sam Laporta is questionable. Uh, Jerry Jacobs, uh, the cornerback, James Mitchell, the backup tight end, uh, and Khalif Raymond, their special teams ace, are all out. Um, so, Matt, I don't – what do you got for this game? Man, uh, my prediction is that the Rams win. I feel like Stafford has a lot of weapons. That Kyron Williams kid is nice. You got yeah. Puka Nakua. I think that's his man. name, right? Did I get yeah, it right? Puka, yeah, man. Fucking yeah. fantasy stud. That dude, yeah, he's a fantasy stud. And I mean, I it's, had him. it's crazy that I mentioned that receiver before Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? Like, that team is yeah, good. I mean, he's, I'm, been, I just, he's been the guy. He's been the go to guy for Stafford. Go to guy. But Detroit's been a roller coaster this year. I've been watching Detroit. Like, it's been even some of them games they won, it's just not like convincing. Yeah, you know they, they they did. However, I will say, I, I mean that Detroit Dallas game there ended a little dicey. I don't know who got the who got the right end of that stick. That definitely changed the playoff seedings for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got the Ram, I got the Rams winning by seven. I just feel like Stafford's Stafford's coming home. It's his it's his house, still his house. About to let him know. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh I also have the Rams winning this game. Um I have it uh 27 to 24. Uh I think what Matt everything Matt was saying uh is is pretty much the reason why that I went with with the Rams. I think they've been on a roll offensively. They've been putting it together. Stafford looks a little healthier. They were it was a little dicey for them when he was not healthy. Um, a lot of inconsistency and we know Stafford can be inconsistent at times. Like that's kind of like a thing of his, you know, uh, one of his characteristics, but, um, that my X factor is exactly what Matt said. The first thing, Kyron Williams, that dude has been lights out. He runs, he's doesn't seem like a huge guy, but he runs the ball hard. He's fast. He's dynamic. He opens up that offense and he's like a closer too. When they get in the red zone, He's a closer, man. He gets it done. Like he, he doesn't. He runs hard. He runs tough. And I think reminds me of Le'Veon Bell having, yeah, Stafford having, you know, Puka Nakua, 
been lights out this year. Crazy good. Um, had him in fantasy. Had to drop him because uh, I had like eight injuries on my team. And I dropped him instead of Tank Dell. And then Tank Dell uh, broke his leg that day. Uh, so that was a bad drop for me. But he's been awesome. I mean, he he's a, he's a grinder, too. He doesn't fucking give up on a play. He's keeps going, you know, yards after catch. Uh, and then you have Cup, obviously. Cup is super talented. And I think that offense has been on a roll. And that defense, you still got Aaron Donald, right? Super Bowl winner. You, you got guys. I mean, they, they don't have major injuries. But Detroit does. Laporta being questionable is big. And then their backup tight end is out, who's a big – he's big uh, help in the blocking, um, especially, you know, when you got Gibbs and Montgomery for them, their run game. You need to make sure that you got guys out there that can block against this defense. Uh, your corner, Jerry Jacobs, being out, that's huge, right? Because you're talking about Cup and Nakua are two, two guys that could easily get you – a hundred plus yards and a touchdown at least in the same game. Like they they're dynamic in that sense. And then your special teams ace, Khalif Raymond, your kick returner, punt returner. That's you're talking about field position, right? The guy that can help you in the field position game. He's out. So I think that combined with the way the Rams offense has been, uh, and the fact, you know, like Matt said, the Lions have been shaky all season, right? You think they're you think they're gonna put Gibbs back there to return punts and kicks? I don't know, I don't man. Know. I don't yeah, you risk that. Question. Like, I, I don't know who else they have on their team. To, I mean, you're not going to put St. Brown back there. You're not going to. No, that's what I'm saying. Know. Gibbs is probably your best, your best shot. Well, it, unless Jamison Williams is healthy, I didn't see him on that list. But he could. I was looking at the recent. I mean, no, he played. I think he played the other week. Yeah, he played. He so, was out I mean, there. Maybe him because he's fucking fast. But I don't know if he's ever returned kicks. But. To me, it doesn't matter. I think Kyron Williams is, is going to help the Rams control uh, control the game, and Stafford's going to go to Detroit and get a win, and uh, and I, that's that's that for me. I think you guys make really good points. Part of me wants to take the Lions just to be the guy on the pod that's not <clears throat> on the Rams, but oh, first, Cisco, who is your X Factor? Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams. Same with Matt. Yep. My, my, well, yeah, yeah, I think so, right, Matt? That's what yours are. Yep. Yep. Okay. So my X factor for this one, again, I'm going to go one on each team. And again, an injury is Laporta. My main X factor is Laporta. I think this offense is completely different when he's not out there because I do think he's shown to be a top tight end this year. And Jared Goff, while he's played well this year, I still don't have a lot of belief that he can do it without uh, – a somewhat safety blanket, which tight ends are to quarterbacks that don't have the elite arm talent, right? So my X factor on the other side, I got to go with the old man. I got to go with Matt Stafford because like this game has to mean more than more to him than any game he's ever played in. And I'm including the Super Bowl. This team gave up on you. Like this team drafted you, never put weapons around you and then said, you know what? My, my guy went on sixteen. Or I might have gave up on him. Sure. I wait. But wait. He, can I can I interject real quick? Yeah. Do you think they gave up on him, or do you think it was, hey, let's give this guy a chance to win something in his life because we suck? Because uh, I feel like I, I really feel like it was more of that. He, I, I I'll say this. I don't care what the reason actually was. If you're Matt Stafford, when you look in the mirror on Saturday before the going to Detroit, you go. They gave up on me. 
right? So whatever the actual motivation was as a professional athlete, you you do whatever you need to do to convince yourself that you're you have your back against the wall. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just I I feel like the real the real looking at it was like a Kevin Garnett type of thing. Yeah, you know? and I I fully agree. I I could agree with that for sure. But if you're Matt Stafford, this is just fuel to the fire. Like, yeah, they got they never put the weapons they put on Jared Goff around me. And you could argue they well, did. You could they argue tried. they did. They, they just you could. Shitty drafts, yeah. <clears throat> um, so my X factor, though, is Matt Stafford. He needs to come in. He can't turn the ball over. He's been somewhat turnover prone. They do have a negative three turnover differential on the season. But at the end of the day, for all the points you guys said, the Kyron Williams and the Kua's, the Cups, the um, Aaron Donald on the other side, like I just think this Rams team – is playing at a level that has me more confident that they're going to win. And the Lions are limping into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, they yeah. struggled they're... with the Bears team last year. They lost the week before to the Cowboys. Like, they're not on – and they've been very inconsistent throughout the year. And you can't sit here and go, oh, well, they played well at home. No, they haven't. They've gotten blown out multiple times at that stadium. Yeah, the Ram- and then the Ravens blew them out. As well as us. Yeah. And yeah. I'll say this, it's prime time. The Lions haven't been very good on prime time. But if there's one thing I know about Lions fans is they're not great fans. Like when the, when the shit hits the fan and if they go down a touchdown or down two touchdowns, that stadium's not going to be behind this team. Like, yeah. The, they're so, going to get the – I don't – Here we go again. Lack of a better word, like a PTSD almost of the, the their life as a – as a Lions fan, right? Like, as soon as they go down, they're just like, oh, here it goes again. Yep. This is just our luck. But uh, before we move on, I got to give a shout out uh, to uh, Kevin Ellis, guy I went to high school with, buddy of mine. He's a Lions fan. Uh, love that we have the sweep on the Rams because uh, he's a Packer hater. So I'm going to be a Lion hater and we need some haters and he can be a hater for us. And that's cool with me. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, the Sunday night, uh, Monday night game, right? I I can't believe we're having a Monday night game for playoffs. Oh, kind of weird. Um, so dumb. We have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the weather there, a little light rain, uh, no wind, mid sixties. Uh, key injuries down there uh, for Philly. You got uh, AJ Brown, um, Blankenship safety. And uh, their special teams return, uh, Kobe, they're all questionable. Um, they also lost Sidney Brown. A.J. Brown is out. Oh, is he out now? He was ruled out 16 minutes ago or oh, wow. 27 okay. minutes ago from, he is ruled this out. This is all from last night. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay, so Brown is out. Uh, Sidney Brown, their, their safety, rookie safety that was been playing pretty good, he is also out. Uh, the only injuries on the Tampa Bay side, Mayfield's questionable, but he's most likely going to play. And uh, Tristan Wirfs, the um, offensive lineman, is also questionable. So not nothing too big for Tampa. Um, so, uh, Matt, I'll go to you. What do you got for this game? Man, bro, I got uh, – unfortunately, I got to take – I'm taking Tampa Bay to win this game. It's uh, sad days in Philly, and, you know – it's funny because I wrote, I wrote trust the process with a smiley face. 
because the, the process is running out in Philly. Already, you think? Oh yeah, I, I just it's something, bro. Now here's the thing, bro. You're gonna add, you're gonna add these these. Isn't Devontae Smith out too? No, I didn't see him on the list. I didn't list. see him. On I the thought list. didn't he go? Didn't he go on IR? I thought. Uh, no, I no? didn't hear that. I don't think so. But anyways, AJ Brown out is humongous. That is big. Yeah, that's. Big. He's and been one of the best like, wide receivers in the NFL this year. Yeah, and I feel like. This is the game that gets the monkey off Baker's back right here. I feel like the old boy, the old boy can get the W in a playoff game, you know. And who knows? Based off what happens, I mean, he might get it. He might get another playoff game. You never know. At home, yeah, it's it's crazy to think like this could be, this could be the thing for him that makes his career. I feel like you look at Baker. In his career is kind of like in a negative light, right? Like he didn't achieve what he, what everybody thought he was going to achieve. But you're saying this game could be the thing that changes that perspective on him. Like, yep, like, wow, 100%. Really... so is he your X factor then? Mayfield? 100%. Baker Mayfield is my X factor, and dude, he's a warrior, bro. Like I watched that game last week, and he played, bro. He was he was hurt. You know, he's a yeah. tough dude. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely. You definitely don't question his toughness. I'm rooting for Baker. Baker for the win. He's the X factor. Philly's trash. Right. Coach is getting fired. <laughs> Belichick's going to Philly. It's over with. Oh wow, that's a whole lot of that's a whole lot of there. Um, so I I have to say, man, uh, AJ Brown being out, I was already kind of skeptical on this game. I was on the fence. I originally had the Eagles winning like twenty four to twenty type of deal. Um, AJ Brown being out, that's big, man. Um, but I'm going to stick with the Eagles winning just for the sake of sticking with what I have. Um, but to me, the X factor for them is going to be their defense. I think the defense shows up and has a good game. Baker can be good for some turnovers. I know that he's been playing pretty well. He's a warrior, but he is hurt. Um, and when you play a warrior style quarterback, you know, the one thing you're going to get is you're going to get opportunities. And I think that he's going to give the Eagles opportunities on defense uh, to, you know, one turnovers, give your offense the ball, but potentially give a better field position as well. And maybe then that AJ Brown being out, isn't as big of an impact when you're dealing with shorter fields. So uh, I'll stick with the Eagles. And I think that, that the defense is going to be the X factor for them. Yeah. I think you both make, Really good points. Uh, I'm going to throw this interesting stat out there. I can't find it now, but I, and I could be a little off, but I thought I saw it on TV this week. The Eagles are the second team in NFL history to go 10-1 and one and finish the season then with 11 or less wins. That was with an extra game as well. That's crazy, um, yeah. So they've gone 1-5 the last six weeks. Uh, AJ Brown, we've talked about is out is massive, but Jalen Hurts also has a dislocated middle finger on his throwing hand, which he did not throw the ball up until Wednesday at all. Um, so obviously that's severely hampering him because as a quarterback, you at least want to get out there and, and throw the ball around a little bit, but not throwing the ball Tuesday or Wednesday in a week that you're going into a playoff game and you're limping into the playoffs. Um, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think my X factor is going to be Mike Evans. 
mainly because I think he's the best player in this game on both sides of the ball, on both teams. Um, and I think he just makes his mark. He also has a tendency to have big games in the playoffs. Um, so while Baker might have some mistakes, I see the Eagles having mistakes. Uh, I see the Eagles continuing their skid. So I, I'm going with the Buccaneers. And the weather's not really going to be a factor because they're in Tampa Bay, but there is going to be rain, which could hinder Jalen Hurts with a fucked up finger with a wet ball. Um, so I'm going to say, like, the odds are just against the Eagles right now. And I'm a co-sign Matt. Tuesday morning, we could see Nick. I expect Nick Sirianni will be fired. Really? Yep. If they yeah. if they lose, bro, he's out, bro. You go one and one and five and lose a playoff game when you're supposed to be the the easy 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 path to the one. Yeah, I think the Super Bowl run last year was a fluke. They just were playing really well at a at a really high level, and whatever got them there for him was. I say this because I don't know how else to explain it in my brain is it was elementary and they were figured out this year and it just took a little time. It took 11 weeks for the NFL to figure out that the team and the scheme and every play can't be the tush push that you're really good at because you're not good at much else. Um, And you tried to fill gaps that your GM left you with in season trades and things like that. And at the end of the day, they haven't panned out. Yeah, because they trade for for Bayard. For Bayard has not played well at all. Um, well, and you, they lost. They did lose a lot of guys on the, on the defensive side from that Super Bowl run. I mean, they lost uh, what like two two linebackers, right? Because one one guy I think he went to the Bears, and the, I can't remember where the other guy went. Um, and then did I mean who's the corner opposite of Slay? I don't know. I can't, I can't. I thought maybe they lost one of their corners. As I well. think yeah, they, didn't, yeah. Gardner didn't he go to the Detroit? Right? They lost. Yeah. Cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Gardner Johnson. Right. So yep. you know what I mean. I, I think that. I just they, yeah, they're just they're, they're not the they team. Fell apart. Yeah, they're not the obviously not the team they were last year, but they're also not the team they were in week five. And I don't know who they played. I'm just saying they went ten and one, so they obviously were playing well in the yeah. in the beginning of the season, and. Tampa Bay had to fight their way to get in. Like, I think that's, that's, that's big, right? That's a key thing. Like when you, when you, when you're playing regular season games that feel like postseason games, that's big. So well, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I well, see, you're right. I, the, the, no, right, the last thing I'll say is, although I use that stat, I do believe that team did lose the playoff game, but um, the, Two of the last four or three of the last five Super Bowl winners had a less than 500 record in December. So I thought that was interesting as well. That is interesting. And I guess the, you, the, you look at it, you're a struggling team, right? You weren't struggling in the beginning, but now you, you're struggling. You can't put shit together. What's the best, the, the, the best option you have is to play a team like Tampa Bay and the fact that Baker could be an absolute warrior, but then he could be the absolute opposite. So you'll, you know what I mean? You're out, you, you'll take those odds. This is a good opportunity for them to have a bounce back game. But um, the last game we're going to cover, obviously not the last game of the weekend, but we got the Green Bay Packers 
at the Dallas Cowboys. Weather is not a factor. Uh, key injuries, Green Bay. You got uh, – this was all of as of yesterday, so things may be changed. Christian Watson, A.J. Dillon, Jair Alexander are all questionable. And the big thing, Dallas has no significant injuries. None. Bearclaw, what are you thinking? Thinking it's going to be tough, bro. This ain't going, you know. I I wrote a couple things down that we have to do, in my opinion. Run the ball, you know. Jones, we're we're a different team when Jones gets over a hundred yards. It's just it is what it is. It's facts, and we got to make Dak uncomfortable. You gotta you gotta get him off his spot. Think you know what I mean? You can't just let him sit back there and pick us away. And we need Jair. We need Jair. And I wrote Jair down too. And I and I wrote it on the notes. Jair versus CD. You know, get popcorn ready, bro. It's it's. It's gonna be a good matchup. It's gonna be some back and forth. Who can win that matchup? Can we can we figure out a way to like make someone else like Brandon Cooks or somebody's up Jake Ferguson and make these guys beat us? And we get two hundred yards on ten catches and you know? Yeah. Special needs to be special for us to win this game. We gotta we gotta do something do something nice on special team shield or something, like down them inside the one and we get a you know what I mean? Yeah, put it put the put the defense or offense in a better position, right? Because that's the that's what the special teams is, is supposed to do. You know, on on defense, you're, you like you said, downing the ball. Special teams is supposed to give your defense better positions, and then give on the other side give your offense better positions. So definitely, I could see the importance of that. <coughs> do, do you think? Who do you think? Yeah, win? who do you got? I, I, yeah, Packers is a win, bro, by three. And because I'm I'm tired of listening. So with Dax trying to play football, like what is that, bro? I mean, oh, the... have you watched the game? <laughs> like that's a snap cake, yeah, bro. This shit is annoying. Ew, like, bro, chill. Like, why do why? I guess it's no different than Peyton Manning's Omaha, right? It's just something different. Yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah, that's all. So <laughs> at the end of the day is. The Packers have been playing big little defense, so I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like that, but who's your X factor? I I don't know if you the X factor. Yeah, Jones. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah, all I right. Just that. go what you got. All right. So I, I this is way this has been weighing heavy on me since last night when I put all this together. Uh. I'm going to tell you what I have originally. I have Dallas winning 33-27. to 27. My X factor is going to be Brandon Cooks. Um, and, and the reason why I thought this, two reasons. One, to set myself up emotionally so that if we do lose, I'm not as mad and sad about it. Um, but two, the thing that I'm worried about the most is a Joe Barry defense. And I know that our guys have been playing well, or I shouldn't say they've been playing pretty good, right? They, they looked good at least, you know, at the eye test, right? Against the bears against Minnesota. Um, but we can't forget just a few weeks ago, right? 
um, giving up games, right? Because we can't, we can't get a stop. We can't hold them. We're playing 10 yard, 15 yard cushions on uh, third and six, you know, or fourth and three. Like um, th- these are the things that just, I, I don't know if we can look the way we looked against, and let's be honest, Chicago and Minnesota, those are weaker opponents. That, that we're, Dallas, as much as I fucking hate the Cowboys and I hate Dallas and I hate all the fucking, you know, the America's team and all this bullshit, the one thing they have been able to do this year, especially even recent, you know, towards the end of the season, is put up fucking points. And what is our defense bad at? Giving up cushion to guys that we shouldn't be giving up cushion to, right? Like, and you're talking about CeeDee Lamb, um, but Brandon Cooks to me is going to be the guy because if, if you put your top guys are going to be worried about CeeDee Lamb, that means that drop-off in talent that we have at, at the corner spot and the the lack of communication that they have sometimes where you got Devondre Campbell or Quay Walker trying to cover a CeeDee Lamb or a Brandon Cooks, I think that's where I was thinking Cooks comes into and, be, and becomes the X factor for them. Um, it, it's just so like to me the reason the main reason for my pick this to, to look at it this way is just the Joe Barry defense. But you know what? I woke up this morning and I thought about my man Carl Brooks and I thought about I said you know what man fuck the Cowboys dude I thought Packers are gonna win I'm changing my shit up right now <laughs> changing it up Packers are gonna win. AJ, uh, not AJ, Aaron Jones, just like Matt was saying. And I said this too in our group chat, right? Like, I, if we can control the clock and we can run the ball the way we've been running the ball, obviously Aaron Jones in particular, like specifically him, if we can keep Dallas off the field, I think we have a great chance to win this game. Our offense has been doing – I think our offense has been fucking lights out pretty much. I know we only scored – 17 points last week, but we had two touchdown drops. You know what I mean? So, like, I think that's significant when you're looking at it. Love has been great. He's been poised. He's been um, electric and, and, you know what I mean, making plays. Um, and, I again, I just think that the Cowboys' weakness on defense is is the running, is rushing, right? So, if we can, if we can get a good run game, that's going to open up everything else. I think Kraft could have a big game. Um if we, but if we do those things, right? Like if we yeah. do that, but I think we can, because uh, shout out to my homie Saad. He was the one that he was telling me how weak the Cowboys run defense is um, and how we need to give Jones the ball. Um, and I think if we do that, we can win this game because then you, even if our defense is getting, you know, carved up, if we keep Dallas's offense off the field and you know what I mean? They don't have as many opportunities. And yep. I, I just, I know this is a homerized pick and people are going to listen to this shit and be like, you guys are all homers or whatever, but the, I don't think that we're in a position where we absolutely cannot win this game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think yeah. it's, it's a matchup where I'm like, we can't win this game at all. We, we definitely can win this game, but um, I just, I think that, you know, it, we got to run the ball and then Jones becomes the X factor. I see we lost Bear Claw. Side note, we lost our guest. Uh, he must be having technical difficulties. Um, Why? I don't disagree with anything you've said or anything Matt said. Um, and I'm going to throw some stuff out as well before I tell you my pick. Well, who? Okay. Oh, yeah, X Factor Jones with Matt. Yep. Jones, yeah. Um, would be my 
Actually, you know what? Let me, let me, let me. <laughs> because Matt, or I'm gonna say Jordan Love becomes the X factor. Okay, I think that's because uh... he's gonna be the closer. Jones is gonna keep us on the field, and Love is gonna be the closer with with the plays that he can make. Um. So Matt's trying to jump back I don't think in. He's be able to get back in. Um. So I'll. Okay. So, unfortunately, Matt. We lost him. It's okay. Rest in peace, Matt, and your technical difficulties. Um, my ex, I'm going to start with my X factor is Dontavian Wicks. Um, I think they throw their number one cornerback on Romeo Dobbs. I think Christian Watson plays, and they throw Bland on him. And you're going to see Dontavian Wicks. Um, I think he's our best route runner. So at the end of the day, if you put a slot corner on him, he has a big game. Um, and then with Bo yeah. Melton's speed, a four three five forty, you can't put a linebacker or somebody on Bo Melton. So you may see less than favorable matchups from the Dallas Cowboys perspective on Dontavia Wicks, which again um, kind of shows or allows him to 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 be out there. I do think Jones has to have a good game in order to in order for us to win. But at the end of the day, we're not going to win on running alone. Jordan Love and that was that young receiving core is going to have to uh, do something to set us apart from this offense of the Dallas Cowboys because they're the number one offense in the NFL. Um, I'm trying to be more realistic than a homer. So my other – my previous X factor, I'm going to actually – say, sorry, Dontavian Wicks, I do think you're important, but my actual X factor is Joe Barry. And at the end of the day, our defense is not going to be able to stop this offense unless things happen that don't allow the offense, like you had said, um, to be on the field. So a fast start, the, the keys to a Packers win is a fast start and controlling the clock. Yeah. I think if we do that, we win the game. That's very contingent, and that's just so – unrealistic in my opinion and I think we lose this game because I just don't know if this team is ready today to compete with a team like the Dallas Cowboys like they are today so I'm going to try to be a little more realistic obviously I really want a Packers win there's no doubt about it but I I I see it being a very very frustrating and stressful day from the fan perspective on how easily this defense is figured out and, and carved up. And here's what worries me the most out of all of it. And it's not Joe Barry. It is Joe Barry, but it's Joe Barry by proxy, if you will, is Jair's injury. Yeah, Jair's, it, it's not, I think Jair's going to play. And I think it's going to end up becoming a detriment. And here's why. Ankle injuries on turf are very fickle. He's not going to be moving as fluidly as we're going to need him to, and he's not going to be moving as fast as we need him to, which is going to push Joe Barry to run more zone, in my opinion. And we do not play well when no. we have to play zone against a team. I was going to say, I mean, to me, that, that matchup, the Jair-C.D. Lamb matchup, is only relevant if we played more man. But, you know what I mean? Like you're saying, that that injury really hampers your 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 – playing right your performance that's what i was looking for it hampers your performance because of of the turf so 
Exactly. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we're going to see why we uh, why we need to fire Joe Barry, right? Um, yeah, and that, I mean, like, that's silver lining if we lose today, because, like, part of me, I keep thinking, and I can't help but think this, because I see other people think this as well around the world or around the Packer fan world. If we win this game, it's just another game closer to keeping Joe Barry, right? Like, if, if, like you're starting to get that feel. And I'm like, there's no fucking way he's got to go. I mean, the, we, if you look at that issue alone, the defense, that cost us many games this year. 100%. We're talking about and... a whole different feel. You know what I mean? You're talking about three, maybe three, three or four more wins, you know? 100%. And I don't think that this is a – I don't think this is a game that I'm looking at going, man, I hope we – I hope we lose because then it's no more Joe Barry. Like at the end of the day, we're not supposed to be here. We're the youngest team in the history of the NFL to make the playoffs. Yeah. No matter what, this game is going to provide ample uh, experience to players that are going to need it in future years. Right. I talked about this yesterday, or I mentioned this yesterday on the, uh, in the group chat that we were always two years away. Right. Yeah. We were always two it. years away. Anything that happens this year in the playoffs and anything that happens next year, in my opinion, is above expectation because in my thought process, we were always two years away. So Jordan Love has played great. He could have a bad game tomorrow. It doesn't change my mindset on whether or not he's the guy. He's the future. Yeah, um, I think that's solidified. Dontavian Wicks could have multiple drops. It doesn't change the fact that in my mind, he is the future number one. Like nothing can happen tomorrow that's going to change my mind on this team. Joe Barry could come out and skunk this team. They could score zero points. They could have less than 200 yards and he could have 17 turnovers. I don't give a fuck. Dak those 15 interceptions. I'm being extremely unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't change my mindset that Joe Barry is not the future defensive coordinator of this team. So nothing can happen tomorrow that's going to change my mindset on the future of this organization of what I know today. Now, they could come out and play unbelievable on both sides of the ball, and it could change my mindset of this year. Although I think no matter what happens tomorrow, well, not no matter what happens tomorrow, but no matter how good we look, if we end up winning, I don't feel good going into San Francisco, like yeah. <laughs> no matter what. So that's the silver lining for me. Do I want to beat a Cowboys team and then go into San Francisco and get mollywopped? I don't know. Do I want to beat a Dallas Cowboys team? Because at the end of the day, I want to see more Packers football. Yes, I do. Um, so, but I am sticking with my original thought process is that we do end up losing this game and it's not going to be because this offense doesn't produce. It's going to be because they just outplayed us from yeah. an offensive perspective and they put more points on the board. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, and that, that like ties into how I started my, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred like, percent. My original thought process that was the issue. It wasn't going to be the offense. I'm not concerned about the offense. Although, I mean, the, the fucking, any game, any sport, right? Every dog has its dick, right? 100%. You could, That's why you, they play the game. You could come out and our offense could look like it did during that, that stretch, you know, when we lost to Vegas and Denver and, and then it'd be like, all right, fuck it. You know what I mean? The offense just wasn't there. Um, but to me, like the issue to me is going to be the defense. And I really am skeptical. I know that we've been playing well. Um, 
But, you know, this Dallas team is stacked, man. Like, we, we as, as, again, as much as I fucking hate the Cowboys, they are stacked. You know, Dak, Dak has weapons everywhere. He's got Cooks. He's got, um, obviously, CeeDee Lamb. Ferguson, the tight end, has been playing extremely well. Um, even like uh, Tur- Turpin, the uh, yeah, the, and then there's the another, kick returner, but yeah, there's another receiver yeah. too. Um, you know, and then Pollard, Pollard. I know Pollard hasn't been playing that well lately, um, but I mean, we're talking about a rush, a, a, a Packers run defense that has not been good this year. So, and you know what I mean, he could fucking bust off for 150 easily. Um, yeah, I think there's another. Studs, they got studs on defense, you know. They I mean? do. They, I think they, there's they, another X factor. Real quick, I, I'm sorry, I, I did no, cut you off, but I think there's another X factor we haven't talked about that I think is extremely important that could really, actually, in my opinion, play into the Packers' favor is Mike McCarthy coaching the Dallas Cowboys. He tends to be extremely. I mean, we watched it for ten years or more. Yeah. He yeah. tends to be extremely conservative. I mean, we called him conservative Mikey in Wisconsin for how long? But yeah. not only does he tend to be extremely conservative, he tends to stick to what he does, which is extremely um, predictable from a defensive perspective, which I don't count on Joe Barry making those just like the right calls yeah, from that. But I, I expect the players. Right. Yeah. And that's where the Rashawn Gary's, the Quay Walker's, the uh, Donnell Savages. Right. Like the Donnell Savages who watched his offense for years maybe sees a, a a set or a movement or something that he goes, man, I watched this shit when he was here. Yeah. And he makes the right read or the Jair or whatever. Like, I, I think we're yeah. underestimating or we haven't talked enough and media hasn't talked enough that Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, is a very good coach, but he's extremely predictable and he's extremely conservative and when you get into high pressure situations without an Aaron Rodgers, because I don't, Dak is good, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. Those no. mistakes and, and, tend. And yeah. Dak is Dak is turnover prone. He is, and that's where starting fast, making that yeah. team one dimensional, and making Dak feel pressed is going to change the whole game. And we go back to Cisco's number one key to success this whole year: start fast. Yep. The only way this Packers team wins tomorrow is if we start fast. If we're doing a manager special tomorrow and somehow the Packers win without starting fast, I will be flabbergasted. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible, but that's why I'm saying if they somehow do it, I will be, I will be, it'll have to be a miraculous performance by Jordan Love. Yeah. Like I'm talking like legacy cementing performance. Cause we can't stop a team that is no longer one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. So all, this, all in all, yeah. There's there's something that I wanted to, to, to bring up. The, the success that the defense has shown, even throughout the whole season, in my opinion, but more especially lately, is a testament to the talent and not the coaching. Yeah. Right? Because even against the Bears – Right. We saw, oh, here's that soft ass secondary, right? The cushions, yep. you know, giving up uh, 20, 30 yard passes to Equinemius St. Brown. Like, let's be fucking honest, dude. He's not that good. He's not a guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a guy that should consistently be open. But, but what ultimately happened was the talent, the Van Ness, the Gary, the Preston, the Devontae Wyatt, the my man, 
Carl motherfucking Brooks getting the pressure, and that is that's that's the talent. That's not the coaching scheme. That's not scheme. That's not coaching. That's talent showing, right? Van Ness showing his talent, his athleticism, his speed, uh, his IQ. You know, Wyatt and Carl Brooks just fucking manhandling and using their Kenny Clark. Strength. Yeah, you, Kenny Clark. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I want to to throw this out there because it's not Barry that is the reason why we've been having some success recently. It's the players, especially in the front. Yeah, so and I'll say if, this: we if, talked if, a lot. If, no, go ahead. No, it. And the other thing we didn't talk about. The offensive line for Dallas is not their typical offensive line. They have not been that great this year. They've been putting up points for sure, right? Like CeeDee Lamb and Cooks and those guys have been going crazy. But I don't think this offensive line is as good as they normally are. They might even have guys that were hurt earlier in the season that are not playing. And I know they do have some guys. I think they have guys banged up. I know nothing showed up on the list. But, like, you know what I mean? I don't think they're that good. So, like, if our talent can show today or not today, tomorrow, if they can show like they did against Chicago. And I know we're talking about two different terms in terms of talent, you know, I'm not trying to compare the bears and the Cowboys, but if they can play that way and get the pressure on Dak, Dak is a turnover guy too. I mean, any quarterback is a turnover, but like Dak is a guy, he throws interceptions. He throws bad passes. He presses a lot if they're down and that's where that fast start means so much. And it's, it, it is possible, but like you said, realistically, realistically, we probably don't win this game. No, and it's because the same old defense is gonna is most likely gonna show up. Like again, Mike McCarthy is a good coach. Like he's going to scheme shit to take advantage of this terrible Joe Barry scheme, right? And at the end yeah. of the day, if the players don't take it into their own hands, we're gonna get we possibly will get killed. The players can't take it into their own hands unless all 11 are on the same page because we've seen Jair do that, and it fucking yeah. hurts us. So, like, I'm more worried that you're going to have six of the defenders playing this shitty scheme and five of them going, man, this isn't working, and they go rogue, and then it just falls apart. And I want to say one thing because we talked about it on the manager special, and I know there's possible possibly people that listen to us – you know, whoever listens to all of us goes, man, you talked about Kyle Brooks's play last week on a Kenny Clark sack. That's all scheme. No, it isn't. I say it's 100% Kyle Brooks and his drive and athleticism and strength because you don't do a defensive end, defensive tackle stunt. Well, if you run that play and Kyle Brooks doesn't happen to take that center and that guard with him, the whole back is so wide open. Like, yeah. if Kyle Brooks doesn't do his job there, that play is a disaster. So The, the success of that play is contingent on Kyle Brooks doing his It is job. not contingent on the play, right? Like, the play yeah. is 100% contingent on Kyle Brooks doing his job and being selfless and getting Kenny Clark a sack. So, and that's just to, I guess, support your point that the players have been playing out of their minds. The scheme is still leaving us extremely open to vulnerabilities. Um, so before we wrap up this episode, we do have some questions, uh, from the gram, which if you're listening, uh, I highly encourage you guys to go put comments on the gram and and try, we put them on Facebook too. And I do appreciate the comments on Facebook, but we're trying to, uh, trying to use the gram a little more, but if you 
put them anywhere. We're happy with it. So just keep putting questions and comments. But we do have some questions and comments we need to get to before we end this. And I'd like to start off with shout out to Barry, Barry Johnston, the homie. Um, I think your question's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> like the NFL's not <laughs> like I understand the question, and I think you're trolling us, and I love it. Keep it coming, but your question's ridiculous. The NFL isn't scripted. You can't script. Like, I do understand where you're coming from. Like, a lot of these games are very interesting storylines, but you can't script an entire uh, professional sports organization because at some point someone would whistleblow because they've been dog shit of the NFL or the NBA for so many years. So I love the question. You're a troll. I love you for it. But uh, no, the NFL isn't scripted. It just happened to be that there's a lot of really cool storylines going into uh, wildcard weekend. What do you think, Cisco? Uh, I mean, you know, first off, you know me, I love a good conspiracy in the sports world, right? I believe I coined the phrase Stern Spiracy. Um, I probably will never get credit for that ever in life. No. But, uh, that that definitely was me, uh, Stern Spiracy, and I still believe that in the NBA. Uh, MLB has their own conspiracies. Um, I don't think you could line this up this way um so perfectly that each game has a something right um but also i think that in any game you could find a connection to say oh it's this guy versus his old team or that coach against his old team like i just think that it's very common we just it's being highlighted right now because it's wild card uh, weekend yeah yeah but the one thing i'll say i do love the question though about the question in terms of the the actual way it's put together, it seemed like there was some shitting going on on the Packers because it was Mike stomps his old team, but then it was just uh, Stafford against his old team. Uh, you know this, and so it was. Uh, I I don't know if that that guy. Oh yeah, he's fan he's or, not. But he, I didn't even notice that till just now. I'm reading the comments. Yeah, Barry, so I wanted to, a little shade was thrown in that. Barry, you ain't got to do that, dog. Yeah, man. I appreciate appreciate the support, though. Everyone, real um, quick, everyone, uh, take a look at the the four and four deli gram. I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna give ba- Bailey does a podcast as well. We're gonna give him some love here today. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, what do you what is that called, Cisco? Like where we I'm gonna promote. Promote, I'm going to throw yeah. a thing up and promote his <laughs> podcast on our page. If you feel so inclined, go take a listen. Barry's a good dude. He's a troll. And uh, for that comment, you can go fuck yourself, Barry. <clears throat> um, but let's get to Elliot. Um, I think this is actually a really good question. I do think we talked about it a little bit in our breakdown of the Packers game. But, like, best coverage to run on defense, cover two, cover three, or, or man. Um, I'll, I'll start off quick. I think it's man. I, I truly do. And the reason I think it's man is because man to man allows a little more time for decision making from the quarterback's perspective, which allows the Gary's, the Van Ness, the Brooks, the Kenny Clarks, the Preston Smiths a little more time to get the DAC to force those incompletions and or bad decisions. So I personally think it's man. Uh, he did mention CeeDee Lamb destroys man to man. I don't disagree with that but it still takes time if you're playing press man coverage. Yeah. So, and I mean, let's, let's, I want to throw this out. <coughs> CD lamb is a guy that destroys say, any okay, coverage. Yeah. You just say he's so talented, 
right? And his the his just even the physical. He he's a great. I, to be honest with you, I really love. I like watching him. He's a. I just I just think that he's a great receiver. Um, I think he's continuing to elevate into the top and top. Even though I think he's already top, you know. But like that's just kind of just a compliment to his play. Yeah. So he's going to be a guy that I think just does his thing anyway, right? Like even when you look at Kansas City. Kelsey's going to do his thing, but if you can keep all those other guys from doing their thing, you're okay. You're in a better position. So I, I think that – and it's funny because Saad had a question. My buddy Saad said, can we stop CD without Ja? But I don't think you can stop CD – I don't think we should focus on stopping CD Lamb. I think we should focus on getting pressure on Dak and keeping things in front of us. Yeah, 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 I agree. But a third-down defense does worry me, and CD Lamb is a third-down <clears throat> – guy right and i do think you you can stop a cd lamb but i don't know and then here's the last question for me do you use air quotes on stop because is it like truly you know what i mean well i don't think he's unstoppable i think he is a good wide receiver with faults like i don't think he's that great it's a two-way street like you dak's got to get him the ball appropriately I do – so his last question here is should Jair travel? And I say for this one, 100% no. And that's because of Jaw's ankle. Other than that, if he was healthy, then yes, I would like to see a Jair traveling with him. But I've been on Carrington, the, the Carrington Valentine train all year. I have faith in Carrington Valentine. Is Carrington Valentine good enough to lock up a C.D. Lamb? No. Is he good enough to slow down a C.D. Lamb? I do think he is. See, and this is where it comes into play. My original X Factor for Dallas was Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you're right. All this talk and all this focus on Lamb, and we forget that Brandon Cooks is a very, very solid receiver. He's got speed. He gets open. He catch. He seems to have good hands. He's a guy that we talked about wanting in Green Bay for the last, what, like three years? Yeah, when he was maybe. on Houston. Yeah, so, um, you know what I mean? I, I, think, I think that – Yeah. I, it, it, it all goes back for me. It all comes down to can we run the ball, right? Giving the ball, controlling the clock, keeping Dallas off the field. And then can Love be the closer? Uh, this was a question too, Sadak. Can, can Love continue to stay calm under pressure, right? That all comes in. It, it, it's it's all tied together, right? Can, can we run the ball with Jones? Can Love be the closer that he's been showing that he is, making those plays? And can our defense, can our talent shine? Because we already know the coaching is not shining, Yeah. right? It's the players. I 1,000% back that. I cannot give Joe Barry any credit. to. to maybe, maybe he does make some good play calls. I can't give him the credit anymore. He's lost that, that privilege yeah. to me. What we are seeing now is players – we're, we're at the end of the season, right? We're talking about the, we're talking about rookies. Carl yeah. Brooks, Van Ness. Carrington right? Valentine. Yep. Carrington Valentine. These guys are progressively getting better, right? And they're showing their talent. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, second-year guy, showing his talent, right? Um, and Quay being back out there. You know, I just – I think that when you look at how they've been playing, we're seeing the talent elevate. In Igbari, right? Yeah, the he's elevate. showing up. Yeah. I got two. I got. I got one. I got a question for you though, because you've made a few comments about Brandon Cooks, and I think you've 
you've really never talked about the other side of it, and I think this is a really interesting dynamic for this matchup. Keyshawn Nixon can cover Brandon Cooks for me. If Brandon, if they line Brandon Cooks up in the slot, I think Keyshawn Nixon is good enough to cover Brandon Cooks. You know, I I could give that to you. Like the slot, that slot position is one of the only positions on almost every single play that is man to man defense because it's the it's the the eleventh guy, if you will. Yeah, and I I just think the key is going to be pressure anyway. I oh, hundred percent. But yeah, it's and this goes back to find to finish this question up for Elliot. Like we have to run man to man to slow down Dak's decision making. I don't yeah. give a shit if they go. And here's another reason: we haven't played man to man consistently enough to say we're not good enough to play man to man. If we get beat tomorrow because we played man to man sixty five to seventy percent of the snaps and they just beat us, fuck it then. But I know for a fact if we play zone 75% of the game, they're going to blow us out. Yeah. Our, 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 our secondary is not built for that zone. They're, more, they're better man-to-man people, right? Like, our secondary is only really good when the quarterback is pressured. And if you're yeah. playing zone – and you're allowing Preston Smith to line up on Brandon Cooks or CeeDee Lamb or Turbin or anybody. It don't matter who the fuck it is. It could be uh, the Hulk who runs a 7-5-40. Like, Preston Smith can't cover nobody. But if you're making him cover somebody because you're in that zone, that can get rid of the ball extremely fast. Yeah. Yeah. And they got the guys to do it. You they know? do. Like I said, the tight end, Ferguson has been playing good. You know, uh, Tur- Turpin and even the um, who was the the other guy, the re- the returner. I, I can't remember. It's I thought Turpin's there with Turpin. Oh, Tur- yeah. T- yeah. Um, there's another receiver. I can't think of his last name. Um, it's gonna bother me. But he's been making little plays here and there. the The point is, it's gonna come down to can we run the ball, and can our defensive talent, uh, especially in the front, do what they've been doing the last two games and get pressure on the quarterback. And and I do believe if we're going to win this game, we also are going to need at least one turnover from Dak. Oh, for sure. It, it's yeah. A strip it's, sack or an interception, we're going to need, similar to the Chiefs game. Yep. That that would be my I, – I that, that's my, my last thing, my comparison. If we're going to win this game, we got to play pretty much exactly, at least on defense, the way we played against Kansas City and Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and to wrap this pot up, we have one other question uh, from Cody. Uh, Shout out, Cody. You always give us a question. I think your question this week is silly, similar to Barry's, but that's okay. If we lose today or we lose tomorrow, do we go get Belichick? No. Obviously. Belichick's not coming to the Green Bay Packers. We're not firing Matt LaFleur. Belichick isn't going to take a defensive coordinator position. Um, I Honestly, I think Belichick's going to the Chargers if he's going to go somewhere. I think Belichick's going to Atlanta. You think so? I Yeah, I think it's – yeah, I think so. With Ritter or drafting a new quarterback? They're going to draft a new quarterback. They're going to – they're gonna they'll blow up that roster a little bit because Belichick will want some control. But I think Atlanta is the place because I think he gets full control from Arthur Smith or what what's the what's the owner's name? I thought it was Arthur Smith, but that no, might have been uh, the previous coach. It's Arthur Blank. 
Arthur Blank. Yeah, good call. Um, I think he gets full control of the organization. So I, that's yeah. just my my I I think, personal I think take with, on it. With his age, I take his age into consideration. I think he's going to want to go somewhere like the Chargers because you got Herbert, you got Keenan Allen, you got, uh, you know, then you can maybe you hope to keep, uh, uh, what's the running back's name? Eckler. Uh, you still got Bosa and some of those guys on defense. I don't know the free agency status that might change that too. But uh, Atlanta is is a to me Atlanta is an interesting place because you got Drake London, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, um, and you're just you're you're a, a decent quarterback away from yeah. And you have what? There's offense. nothing. There's nothing to say that they won't go get a quarterback in free agency. I don't know who's available, but like uh, nothing. Like Kirk Cousins no, Kirk, is like uh, the to me is like the best. He's going to miss half the season probably too. So yeah, he would be a placeholder, but that could work, right? If you draft, it could, but you would still have to draft a guy this year. And I don't know. And I'm not saying cook is Brady, but cook is Brady. Like, does that make sense? Like cook isn't a Tom Brady, but cook is a Brady type of quarterback. Like we, he, he, um, that, that short to intermediate game, very strong, but do I see Belichick? Just to finish the question from Cody, do I see Belichick in green and gold? Absolutely not. Like I don't yeah. even. I'd say zero percent chance. Um, I didn't have any other questions that I noticed. Did you? Nope. That was it. That was it. All right, man. Well, I'm extremely excited for tomorrow, and uh, we're not supposed to be there. So, like at the end of the day, we get another week of Packers football. Oh, I want to address Saad's uh, last question. Um, is Jordan Love poised enough, or does his poise continue? Can he stay calm under Can pressure? Can he stay yeah. calm under pressure? Here's what I'm going to say, and I've been a Jordan Love homer since day one. I will accept that. He is, too. He actually – I'm going to give him – I'm going to give him this uh, – because he, he keep when, – when we were in Vegas together, right, he, he was with me when we went to the Vegas game. I had a moment, and I even said it on the pod, too. I, I did have a moment where I was like, I don't know if, if Love is the guy. I had some Love doubt. Um, as many people did, and I think I was right. It was justified. I think it's fair. It's justified. But uh, he he never lets me forget that every week. <laughs> uh, he's you know he sends me a chat at work or a, a text or a Snapchat or an Instagram uh, reel and tells me that I was a doubter. I'm not a believer. Uh, so I'm gonna give him that because uh, he always says it. So now he can't, bro. You can't say that shit to me no more. I put it on the pod for sure. You can hear it. I accept the fact that uh, I, I hold myself accountable. I did say that. I did feel that. I don't feel that now. Uh, that felt like an eternity ago. And uh, so now I let you. I let you. I let you keep going. Accountability I sure is. I give. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that because accountability for you guys out there is very important to the four one four deli. Very important here. We are very accountable human beings. Um, we try. We try. A little sarcasm, but. <laughs> Okay, so what I wanted to say, though, is while I have been a Jordan Love homer, I do think he's had instances where he hasn't played well, and I, I was expecting that, and that's why my, I guess my like faith in him or my belief in him never wavered because I knew there would be ups and downs. The one thing I never, I never questioned from the second he took this team over is his poise and his confidence. So yeah. while – he could play bad tomorrow. It's not going to be because the moment's too big. It's going to be because we go down and he presses. Because the the times he's made mistakes this year, it's because he's pressed. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, he's had other 
mistakes. He's not only making mistakes when he's pressing, but his holistic, his big mistakes are when we aren't playing well offensively and he feels like he needs to do something outside of almost his control. You know, the deep ball, let's go take a shot when I don't need to and things like that. Um, So I don't think his poise is what's going to be the demise of the Green Bay Packers. I think it's going to be the defense and then he's going to feel pressed, but I'm never, I don't feel as though he's going to, he's going to lose that, like that calmness. Cause it's, it is almost eerily scary how calm he looks all the time to the point where I'm like, does this guy even have emotions? Um, no. Like it, yeah, I, it's I, even right. on the sideline, he'll make, he'll like make a mistake and they'll show him on the sideline. And his like demeanor to me is like, it's almost apathetic. Well, I know because I'm a Packer fan that he cares because I've seen his interviews and I've seen his press conferences and I've seen him all year and I've seen him when he was a backup. I know he cares, but if you're not a Packer fan and you're watching that, you could go like, man, that quarterback don't even give a shit. Um, yeah. But that's just like yeah. his demeanor. And I like it. Um, so to answer the question, to wrap it up, no, I do not think he loses his control, his poise, his calmness. Um, but I could see a, a, a mediocre game out of him because of the situation the team's in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, we'll see, right? Yeah, man. The whole weekend, whole weekend of, of uh, sports or of NFL and um, see, you know, what predictions we got right and which ones we didn't. I'm, you know, I like doing this because this makes that a little bit more invested. You know what I mean? You're invested in in these games. It's like, oh man, it went just like I said it would. Yeah. Like, damn, I was wrong like a motherfucker. You know. Um, shout out to Bearclaw for joining. I know the technical difficulty he dropped, but um, at least he got to say his piece about the the all the games. So appreciate him for sure uh, coming out here. And um, we might have more guests lined up, so stay tuned to the daily. Yeah, uh, we're reaching out. Now, I, I do want to. I do want to talk to uh, shout out to or not shout out, but to kind of piggyback the NFL storyline comment. Uh, you know the conspiracy. Jordan Love helped the helped the young lady that was stuck in a, a snowbank. He helped her out before you know he went out to Dallas. Was that scripted too? No, but, I mean, but I don't know, man. Maybe that's it's hey, shining in our favor. It is. Hey, you do good things. Good things happen, right? Calm as a motherfucker. Yeah. Dak, hey, Dak, Dak you didn't, didn't help nobody out of snowbank. Dak didn't help nobody out of snowbank down there. <laughs> what the hell, Dak? All right, man. I appreciate you. This was a good. This was fun. Uh, stay tuned for the manager special. No matter how tomorrow goes, we are going to do the manager special like we always sure. do, and we're gonna. Sure. Hey, we're gonna be honest when it comes down to it. Yeah, always, man. Always. Keep it 100. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Peace. Peace.